Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. I'm Travis Bow from Watchmen Minute. Perfect. And today we're talking about minute number 44 of Suicide Squad. And the minute's going to start out with uh, more destruction from Incubus in Midway City, um, along with some generals going bananas over the situation. Um, the minute's going to end with Harley Quinn introducing herself to just some rando dudes. Um. <laughs> Very well put, Nate. You're exactly right. It's true. Like it's it's like she's introducing. It's like uh, all right, cool. That is what's so funny about that bit. She's just talking to strangers. I'm being sarcastic. I get, here. I get it, and yeah. it's it's probably good ad lib. Um, but like, oh, this is comedy 101. Yep, that's one of those. <laughs> uh, there, uh, yeah. It's like, how do you get into your character? Oh, she's a loudmouth. Okay, she just talks a lot. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn in this mm-hmm. minute. And that's what that's that's the joke. Mm-hmm. Um. There's another joke in here that's kind of like, uh, okay, but we'll get there. But this is good. Uh, we're going to start off with um, Washington, D.C., Argus. They're having this, you know, emergency uh, si- situation report about Incubus attacking this city, right? We go back to the Cinema Verite they were talking about yesterday um, with even more evidence about how cool it is because right here we have a shot of hel- helicopters. Um, being taken out by Incubus, and you see his arm actually go and hit the camera mm-hmm. as if uh, it is a helicopter. So it pretty much confirms that this is Cinema Verite that's being used here um, and showing that the camera is actual a, pers- uh, a point of view um, as we thought of uh, yesterday. So yeah, it is a really cool shot. It, it's very... Uh, intimidating but also kind of like badass that incubus is doing all this crazy cool magic and stuff um but uh when we cut to the evacuation site we really don't get a sense of what kind of uh damage incubus is doing yeah exactly because incubus was doing like he was incinerating people Mm -hmm. but these people seem to like look like they survived like an earthquake you know like none of them seem like or a full like an invasion like a ground force like attack a, you'd feel like some of these soldiers should be like dealing with like third degree burns yeah. or something like that like being um, burned alive but it everyone seemed like i mean it's daytime now so mm-hmm. obviously the destruction was going on for a few hours um last i saw it was contained to at least just the one block i don't know um mm-hmm. well but if you look as uh as rick flies in and his helicopter mm-hmm. there's you can see the city behind them and it, there mm-hmm. are on the left side of the screen, there's like a big smoke column coming from the city. If you and further to the right of the city, there's also a big plume of smoke coming from there. So it is widespread damage. Like it's not just around the train station, but um, what's the damage uh, are like the yeah, are buildings getting deteriorated and like, Shoom, all the way to the middle of the city where the sky beam is right. or is it like putty people just going and i imagine it's blowing themselves the, up i don't know i don't know i think it's the, you know what the problem is is the one thing that you don't see is the sky beam. right mm, oh you don't yeah, see you it in the shot to it, so. the, 
Because you, I mean, even bef- as soon as the shot starts, there's actually like a, a a smokestack in the very, very, very background of the of the immediate left. So as soon as the helicopter is coming down, like there is a smokestack way in the background. Mm-hmm. So really, he must have started there. Yeah, I'm assuming this is all Incubus doing damage. Somehow trekked through the city, destroyed more there. Destroyed more near what looks like the Sears Tower, whatever they call it yeah. nowadays. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like there's no sky beam at all in the cityscape. The thing that, I don't know. When it honestly just looks like Manhattan's on fire. Yeah. It looks like Metropolis, yeah. which it's like that city might be a little too big. Yeah. Um, um, I don't I don't, I don't know. But it's silly. And when you, all these people here. When you saw the the Black Zero or the World Engine, it's like it stayed yeah. there. Like you always saw it. So no, you knew- yeah, it stayed there, but it also it was spreading out. And you saw people getting sucked up into it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I saw destruction and I saw jets flying into buildings yeah. miles away. Yes. I believe that they could have a setup like a, a evacuation zone yeah. with a there should be, FEMA camp there should at the be airport. 30 helicopters like just surveying they're not actively fighting but you think that there would be a lot of things in the air trying to get a good view of where Mm -hmm. the enemy is like you can't just retreat back to base and be like all right no one's gonna be dealing damage Um, i don't know they also got there looks like a there's like an actual airplane on like travel in the background It's like you should have ended that. Go, yeah, I, that was another thing I was bringing up. Everybody's going to an airport. Are they getting taxied onto planes? I'm pretty sure in a situation like this, everything is grounded. Yeah, like you can't. Are you just getting in like helicopters, like six by six, and just leaving? Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good way to evacuate an entire city. Yeah, sarcasm. Have, they can only be ferried at this point. But yeah, it, it, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know you want to have a cityscape. Maybe the sky beam should still be there. And, and it's a cool muster zone. Mm-hmm. I like them setting up camp in a, a airport kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the evacuation zone. I like seeing the random people. I don't know if this is a wedding party because um, a woman in the white dress, but also her friends are not wearing matching bridesmaids gowns. I think so. it's a bachelorette party. It's bachelorette party? I think so. Okay. Um, like going back to just what you were saying about seeing everything get mobilized and stuff and uh, it's a very michael bay minute because mm-hmm. he loves to show off the military um mm-hmm. so we've already seen a little bit of that although they've been getting their asses handed to him um what i like about this minute is it shows the relief effort it shows the the emts and the mm-hmm. fema people and all all of this is being coordinated and up and running while the city is on fire kind of thing yeah, um, the the newer Godzilla movie, I think what 2014, 15. Um, mm-hmm. They did another. They also did a good job of showing that it, the refugee zone, the evacuation zone, it gets up and running and um, really well. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's David Ayer's love for the uh, first responders. Yeah. Oh. just first responders in general. We saw earlier in the film when the host of Incubus was being possessed, a police officer was the first one to respond yeah. to the to him, but he wasn't the one to get killed by Incubus. Someone else came in, and it was like, in my opinion, it was very evident that 
David Ayer wanted this police officer to seem like a hero and not die. Mm -hmm. So they had to do like this little switcheroo, which was really weird. Um, Because normally in the rule of horror, if if someone goes to check up on the possessed body, they're the first ones to die. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, this whole minute here, we have just kind of like a little quick montage. Uh, I feel like I'm trying not to say montage in a negative way. It is a little bit of a montage of like quick cuts of first responders treating mm-hmm. civilians and other troops. The relief effort. And yeah. it's like, this is David Ayer going, these guys are the real heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Here's what happens. While Superman and Wonder Woman are, you know, yeah. kicking a giant monster's butt, you don't see what's happening to everybody that's bleeding because mm-hmm. they got hit with a rock. It is really, it is, it is a good thing. It's, it's something to uh, respect and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's good on good on David Ayer for doing that little bit because they really do deserve it in real life. Um, um, the ba- the bachelorette <laughs> party. My only my I don't want to. Uh, it is what it is. But here's the thing: it's like worst day. She says it's the worst day of my life, but it's assuming that it crashed her bachelorette party. Something she wanted to have like mm-hmm. it's fun. My question is like, okay, well, what about who you're engaged to? Is that like? You would think everyone would be on their phones trying to, like, contact loved ones, right? Like, I, I couldn't think, of, like, the party was... Oh, was this the other joke you were referencing in the, in the yeah, minutes? Is, oh, okay. Yeah, I was the other say, joke. It's a, it's yeah. a shallow jab at humor. I don't know what the intent is here because it seems like, oh, we're making fun of these, you know, women because their girls' night was uh, ruined or maybe just, just look at the privilege here and... and like suddenly <laughs> this is the worst yeah. thing in your life. And it's like, it probably is the worst day of her life. Maybe her apartment got destroyed. Maybe, maybe the dude died. Maybe. Or, yeah. You know. Like, yeah, I, she, she's probably right. It probably is the worst day of her life. So why are we making fun of them? I, I don't know. It, it seems justifiable and, yeah. for someone to say, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah. It could very well <laughs> be the worst day of your life. So I, but I don't not- know why we're, Making a joke. Yeah, out of it. why are we being shown as if it's she's being shallow? And I, I, I yeah. don't get that. Okay, like so, it could be the worst day of their lives for everyone right now, except for her. Like she can't also right. be having a like. We just saw a bunch of first responders treating like troops and stuff like that, and yeah, they like there is no. I don't like in context with what's going on with some sun god destroying the city, I don't think there could be a spectrum of who has a worse day in their life because you, you either do or you don't. Yeah. You're either stuck in this mess or you're not. Or, or um, have one of the friends, give one of the friends a line of dialogue that's like, oh, your daddy will buy you a new Porsche. Like, you know, make it <laughs> seem like she lost something, you know, a material if mm-hmm. you want to make the joke of these women are all have no perspective of like, real yeah. loss, I don't know. Like petty, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like we 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 do agree. We want to support the first responders, the people that are actually on the front lines of dealing with this danger. Um we just we don't need the contrast of people who are civilians. Like or preppy white girl. I <laughs> guess like that gives like the weird the weird notion that civilians are lesser than those that than soldiers that fight on the front lines like 
it's one of those things. It's yeah, like, it's just odd. Like you do a great job out there. Don't take that away from mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah, um, it's a very um, superiority complex thing. Uh, it's very strange because they could be powerful in their own ways. We don't know what these right. women do in their real job or their real lives. Um, I don't know. Bachelorette party could be, uh, you know, something that they, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know anything about bachelorette parties, but I'm, I'm assuming it's a very special moment in their life given many hardships that they've come through. Um, I don't know. Now you're just going off. Next. It's really (laughs) weird. Um, so everybody's landing. Rick gets landed. Rick lands. And, um, again, it's just, is he's, he's talking like he's, head honcho in charge mm-hmm. um i don't know why i guess this is just the one muster station where everybody's meeting including the suicide, suicide squad. squad um yeah. it's i guess this is like the front lines like this is the the base um it's probably close enough to the city to land helicopters yeah. safely yeah mm-hmm. we get introduced to scott eastwood's character um his name is G two, G. I think they call him GQ, like GQ? because he's yeah. just so attractive that he's the pretty boy of the bunch. I don't know. Yeah, are we talking about Rick's people? GQ magazine. Yeah, Scott Eastwood's character is like the one in the, the tank pretty top. boy. I still yeah. don't understand why they're because they're in this art book and um, when I this movie was coming out, the rumor was that GQ was secretly Agent Thirty Seven, which is Dick Grayson. Is that yeah. is it Thirty Seven? I feel like I'm getting that Something wrong. Something like that. Um, Grayson, they everyone thought he was uh, he was Dick Grayson. Um, that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> you see this? Look. It's the biggest oh, disappointment. Oh, really cool. I'm, now I'm flipping again. The Art of should Book it, should have done. Yeah, should have came back to the Art of Book. Um, the concept of the uh, machine from a couple minutes ago. Being it's literally a machine. It does show these uh, guys coming up from the ground. Huh. It yeah. shows them, yeah. It shows it shows them being with a veil coming up, and it also shows them just standing like um, taken thrall. <laughs> Destiny quote. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it is really cool. What is um, it, I guess it it really does look like oh, a machine in the concept album. So the guys, the putty people, want to say that? Yeah, I'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so GQ shows up. He's asking Rick Flag about you know what's going on down in Midway City. Uh, Rick Flag chooses not to answer yeah. that. Um, this is another one of those very elusive moments where it's like, okay, Rick Flag, you're choosing to be the worst person right now, but we're not gonna like pay any attention to that because uh, Rick Flag is our big, strong, tall soldier character, and apparently, you know, he has to remain somewhat decent. Um, so they just kind of they, you know, they don't touch too much on it, but. They explained that um, the team, or the, what do they say? Oh, they say uh, something I probably can't say on the podcast. But they say that the uh, Suicide Squad members are here, um, in which we start to get some licensed music back into the movie. Uh, things start to get a little bit more uh, upbeat because we're kind of get to the part, the point of this whole film, which is to see the Suicide Squad 45 minutes in. Um, <laughs> but it is... This this is comedic to me is the is how they're represented with being kind of presented like patients. They're in wheelchairs. They're strapped up. Um, 
I think Diablo has like a flame retardant <laughs> yeah. blanket wrapped around him. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, it's it, like yeah. A, it looks like a quilted like thermal uh, quilt that he's got over his legs. It looks like Professor X in his wheelchair. Yeah, it's. I enjoy that. Yeah. That to me is is good is good comedy. Just visual, um, show don't tell kind of thing. Um, that yeah. I think he's so also got a. Uh, what are they called the uh the bag with the uh the iv line like next to his chair there's a one of those iv bags hanging up over him so they got is that attached to him i I assume i don't i don't think there's anyone is he like being sedated constantly or something huh he's the only one with a meta power like yeah he's the only one that is i'm trying to think if i'm wrong on that one Besides Enchantress, Diablo is the only one with, yeah, some sort of superpower. Um, and so maybe the IV is, I guess, either sedating him or diminishing his power. Yeah. I don't know. Just, they just putting water in him? Yeah, that's what I thought, <laughs> Putting too. out the fire? Yeah. There should be smoke just coming out of his ears all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is a very... It's cool. It, it's funny to see the like their f- heads strapped and everything. Like they are like mental patients and the, like straight jacket and everything. And um, Killer Croc is getting like the Hannibal um, Lecter treatment, um, stuff like that. It, it, it works. It, you know, it, we're here to kind of notice that these people are wacky characters. They're strange. They're weird. That's the whole aesthetic of this film. Um, so when you see this kind of shot and it's like, all right, they're here. And they're just kind of like this unorganized mess of, of freaks that are chained up like uh, circus freaks. It, yeah, it works. And it's like, okay, yeah, you guys hit the nail on the head here. Um, and then we see another character that gets, uh, that enters the scene, but we don't get to find out who it is yet, but they're even just dropped off in like an actual duffel bag. <laughs> yeah. And, and stuff like that is, is again, going back to like, you guys know how you guys knew how you wanted to show these villains and you guys did it phenomenally. Um, and there's a lot of, um, what we say about this film in general is like every week seems like a really great scene. Like every scene separately seems really, really cool. But then when they put the whole film and from start to finish, you just go, Oh man, so disappointing. (laughs) Um, because it it is a good moment. It's a fun moment. You're, you know, we're about to see the team get forced into a situation that they don't want to be in. Um, and there is absolutely no, um, admiration from the actual troops, actual soldiers that have been dealing with the issue, um, who are kind of looking at these supervillains, like we're the ones who put you guys behind bars and now you're here and we're being told to like, basically like, release you it's it's a it's a good it's a good moment it's a very um ripe moment for the for the team and yeah i just really enjoy it what you looking at Nate? i'm trying to find the page with all the the, the rick's people oh gq and all that yeah are you sure they're in there yeah i saw them it's like they have like one page um <laughs> Is there just the one page actually? Is there something too like all of Rick's guys have these 
red rectangles with a white circle. It's almost like a reverse Japanese flag, but I, I don't know if it's like mission details or inside this, if you break it open or I, I don't know, but they've all got it. Like GQ's got it on his belt and then the other guys have it generally like pinned onto their, somewhere mm-hmm. around their chest. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It looks like, like it would be like a emergency ID card. Yeah, something like that. Like something like, okay, this this is your identification. Like, I guess the modern day dog tag mm, um, kind be, of yeah. thing. Um, because the the Argus symbol is red and white, but I'm, there seems to be no design. It's just red and yeah. white circle, you know? Um, I'm going to have to say it's an ID tag. Because I don't know what else that could be. Um, it doesn't say anything about it. It just says that, I mean, they're just like Navy SEALs aside from the GQ guy. He's not Navy SEALs? Um, yeah, he's a he's a SEAL. Um, and he's just the, the leader of them. So they are just Navy SEALs? Yeah. But they, yeah, because they're they the guys ri- that go uh, underwater later. Are they Task Force X? And then we just added the supervillains? Hmm. I don't think so. Oh, like if Rick controls all of Task Force X and seals and everything? Like they are Task Force X. See how hard it is yeah. to say that name? Mm-hmm. Task Force X is GQ and his men in Rick Flag. And then Amanda Waller's like, I'm going to add these supervillains to that team. Or are they a different team? And if so, who are they? He calls, I mean, he says Alpha Bravo team, you know, Alpha team, Bravo team. I mean, I I don't know if that's what their true designation is or if that's just like team one, team two. Um, I don't think that these military guys are Task Force X. That, well, if it's Alpha team, Bravo team, then they would be. They would be a team um, within Task Force X. But then now's the other question. Are they Alpha Team and Suicide Squad is Bravo Team? Or is it the other way around? Are the supervillains the Alpha Team? And then these guys got demoted to B Team? It's No, because no, Rick's definitely saying like Alpha and Bravo Team, both of you, both teams on me, like prepare, surround, make a perimeter around these, you know, freaks. And because we're about to unlock them, so they don't have a name for the team, Nate, in that book. No, very strange. Uh, maybe, maybe it's in maybe one Rick of these, Flag, one of these yeah. Rick Flag leader things. of uh, Delta Squad. Um, I don't know. It's very strange. Um, let's see. They drop off a guy in the mysterious duffel bag. Harley Quinn does her. I think you know this was in the trailer. One of our first glimpses at Harley Quinn in the film. Um, we see Will Smith as dead shot. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just kind of ends with her being Harley Quinn, introducing herself to a bunch of dudes who don't give a shit about her. Um, it, I like Harley Quinn in this movie. Um, but the joke is what it is. And it's like, it's one of those things you go, yep, that's Harley Quinn. You guys nailed it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got for this one. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, Look up that. Uh, the no, they're all just Navy SEALs, man. They're just. Navy they're all just Navy SEALs. Like even Flag is just a Navy SEAL himself. He was just brought on as like the best of the best Navy SEAL. Do the Navy, the Navy SEALs are a team, like Task Force X. The Navy SEALs do exist in real life. No, no, <laughs> that's not my question. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Is um, are the Navy SEALs a branch or are they a like? When when I say Navy SEALs, is that like Delta oh, Squad? No, like it's a, just I think it's just SEALs. elite br- or elite force yeah. within that branch. Like the uh, I don't think it's just the one Navy SEAL squad. The Army yeah. has with Rick Flag. Like the Army Rangers. Those are the mm-hmm. most elite, you know, guys. The uh, I don't know if Green Berets are still a thing. If which you know, I think they are. Yeah. They might. So still. it's like these um, guys. Yeah, they are the the best of the best. Hmm. It's like I guess Flag got taken out, like picked, and then he was like, "Okay, you can also pick a team of people." And he picks GQ and his team of seals. Wow, real cool. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sure sorry. I'm sure there's so much more backstory because there's things where he says like David set up a uh, David Ayer that is he set up you know military immersion programs for Kinnaman Eastwood and another military guy that's in this. Um. And, like, I'm sure they had a whole thing where it's like, okay, you're Rick Flag, you get picked, and then you work with Eastwood, and he mm-hmm. does all these things. I don't know. It's whatever. There's there's little details that I wish were explained more um, as a whole. I know mm-hmm. they don't deal with the story of Suicide Squad, but it's yeah. just, like, little background things that as do... Coming from a minute-by-minute movie analyze... Coming I from a guy more. who uh, his films love to highlight these kind of characters, mm-hmm. um, like, I can't... Uh, I don't feel like I can believe that he's happy with this version of the film. Because hmm. um, I think he... I think there are parts that he regrets that characters like this... Um, maybe Rick Flag, you know, that they got kind of the short end of the stick by the time the the theatrical version of this film com- came out because it's like, you, normally he loves to give them their moment and I feel like they never do. They just come and go and uh, I don't know. I've never really heard what Scott Eastwood had to say about it, but I, can, I don't know if he had more to do, but it doesn't seem like it. So it just seems like kind of like a shame that um, to think that, you know, they probably definitely had more of a role maybe in the novelization something we'll have to check um but yeah i can i can feel like maybe david Ayer wanted to show a little bit more but maybe we just didn't get that in this film yeah. um oh well that's all i got for this one yep. uh if that's good with you guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today uh if you enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minute in the facebook group dc cinematic minute listener society Chat with us, uh, other guests that have been on the show and other listeners, and uh, tell us what you thought about today's episode or Man of Steel Minute or Dawn of Justice Minute. Over 400 episodes of content. Let us know what you think, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 45 of Suicide Squad.